Hey everyone, welcome to the FF in the Six podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Bandu, and with me is my main man, Johnny Shermer. This is episode four of the podcast. We're going to be looking at week 10 uh, games that happened on Sunday, and we're going to go over some of the guys that you got to start, sit, some of the key injuries that have happened. Uh, so let's dive on into it. We're going to go over uh, who we said to start. Last week, I was saying, you know, to start Carson Wentz against the New York Giants. Uh, that did not go as planned. You know, um, the game before Carson Wentz had played the Giants, he scored 27 fantasy points. But uh, on Sunday, he had kind of a really bad game. I'm sorry if you had started him in your lineup. He was 21 of 37 with 208 yards. He had two rushes for four yards. He was sacked three times. And he scored a total of 4.83 fantasy points. So that's my bad for that one. And the other guy that I was saying to start was Jared Goff versus Seattle. He was 27 to 37 for 302 yards. He had five rushes for four yards. He was sacked three times and he had a fumble, scored 7.47 points. Johnny, did you happen to take a look at any of these games on Sunday with uh, Jared Goff and Carson Wentz? Yeah, I did. I actually started Jared Goff in one of my leagues and, uh, to my surprise, he did terrible. You know, they going up against the Seattle Seahawks, they allow like 350 passing yards a game and Goff loves to throw the ball. So you'd expect him to get, you know, at least 20 plus points, but I think all of their touchdowns were rushing touchdowns. So Goff didn't get too many points there. And then, yeah, like you said, with Wentz, he did really well uh, week seven or whatever when they played the Giants. But this week it wasn't uh, looking too good. It looked like the Giants... Uh, caught on to what they were doing and uh, Giants really played well yeah it was kind of weird because you see every team that Seattle has played against like every quarterback has pretty much thrived against that defense and Jared Goff just couldn't find the end zone and it was just mainly tailored towards the run game Uh, Carson Wentz big surprise there because you know the Eagles having some receivers come back from injury like Alshon Jeffrey and Jalen Rieger uh, you know you would think that they would kind of go with the same game plan but nope uh, it was kind of like Miles Sanders show Boston Scott. Like it was the more of a running game for both of these quarterbacks, like big surprise there. Yeah, for sure. It seems like the Rams are that team that can really win against anyone. Then they can lose against anyone. Oh yeah, for sure. Who'd you have for your, uh, sits there? All right. So first off, we'll start with, uh, well, actually both of them were in the APM game last night. Uh, first off Cam Newton. He did okay. He actually did uh, better than I thought he would against that tough Baltimore defense. Went 13 for 17, only 118 passing yards, which isn't great, obviously. Uh, 11 rushes for 21 yards with one passing touchdown and one rushing touchdown. He was sacked once. He ended up scoring 17.53 fantasy points. But uh, yeah, like I said, he did a lot better than I thought he would. And going to the other side of the field, Lamar Jackson, same thing. He uh, he did a lot better than I would. He's a very trendy quarterback, to say the least, this season. You don't really know what he's going to do. Uh, he went 22 for 34, 249 yards, had 55 yards on the rush, two passing touchdowns. He was sacked two times with one interception. With that interception, he, uh, he actually did score 22.3 fantasy points. So I'm going to have to give myself a yikes for that one. But uh, did you check out that game last night? Yeah, I watched the the game last night. And, you know, I was kind of worried uh, about having Lamar starting against New England. Uh, he was my quarterback option because I had Matt Ryan on bye. So 
Uh, Lamar was my starting quarterback there and was a little worried with uh, how the game would go just because of some of the previous games Lamar has had, but kind of did pretty well, in my opinion, with the 22.3 points. Um, you know, I know he would much rather prefer the win, but, you know, I'll take the fantasy points from Lamar and hopefully I can uh, bounce back this week with Justin Jefferson having a big game tonight against the Chicago Bears. Uh, but some of the running backs that, you know, I was saying to start from last week, uh, we'll go with the one that uh, was big yikes. It was Melvin Gordon versus the Las Vegas Raiders. He had 11 carries for 42 yards, and he was only targeted two times. He didn't catch any of those targets. He scored a total of 4.6 fantasy points. Not a great game at all for Melvin Gordon. Uh, the game plan just got completely thrown out the window, you know, with Drew Locke having five turnovers that game. It was just very horrible against these Raiders. Uh, and then the next guy that I had was J.D. McKissick versus Detroit. You know, he only had eight carries for six yards, but he did have a rushing TD and he was targeted 15 times and he had seven receptions for 43 yards. He had a total of 17.9 fantasy points. Big start for J for JD McKissick. Uh, Johnny, did you happen to have any of these guys within your lineups? I did. I did. Have, I had a JD McKissick in there. So obviously I was happy that he did as well as he had last week. Um, he had, yeah, like you said, eight carries for only six yards, but I mean, he was targeted 15 times and as a running back, you love to see that, especially in a, a PPR league. So again, yeah, I was very excited that I started him. Yeah. When you have Alex Smith, just checking the ball down and he's going to be doing that as a game manager, uh, you know, JD McKissick is a very good option. He's definitely the receiving back there. Um, you know, Antonio Gibson is still there as well. He, had a pretty good game from what I, uh, you know, believe, but, uh, JD McKissick, pretty good start. How about your guys that you said to sit? Yeah. So I had a pretty good week, uh, guessing who to sit this week. So we'll start off in Buffalo, Devin Singletary. It's not looking great for him. I think I said that last week too. I think it's finally Zach Moss's field. Now I think, uh, let's see what Devin had. He had four carries, 15 yards he was targeted five times which is actually surprising he's usually not targeted that much but he only had one reception and that one reception was for minus five yards so it really didn't do much he scored two fantasy points which is unreal I'm glad I benched him in all my leagues that I did have him but like I said yeah I think it's going to be Zach Moss's field for now on for the rest of the season that was a pretty good uh, decision there to sit Devin Singletary um, I was pretty surprised when they drafted Zach Moss because they had Singletary, but now it's kind of looking like, you know, it's going to be his team moving forward. Um, yeah, the one reception for minus five yards, that's very disappointing and only scoring two points. How about your next guy there that you had on your uh, list? Yeah, next guy going up my New Orleans Saints is Jarek McKinnon. Again, he didn't do so hot. I think he did get injured. I'm not too sure about that. But he did have 18 carries uh, for only 33 yards, which is great for me, obviously. He was targeted three times, only had one reception for 13 yards. So not a bad reception there. But ultimately, only scoring 5.6 fantasy points. Uh, that 49ers team, it's, it's not looking great with all the injuries. I think I said that last week as well. But just with all those injuries, it's really slowing them down. And it's, it's definitely hurting that rushing game there. Yeah, uh, with the injury that you were saying about Jerick McKinnon, it said that he had suffered a stinger late in the game. Uh, and, you know, he had a bigger workload, definitely, that uh, previous game against the Saints there. But the Saints being the number one run defense, 
Uh, definitely a struggle for uh, running backs that play them. Uh, so looking at some of the guys that I was saying to start for the wide receivers, um, this is Corey Davis against the Indianapolis Colts. He had a pretty decent game. Um, it was kind of uh, tough for Corey Davis personally uh, heading into the game. His brother had actually just passed away from cancer a day before the game had occurred. Um, you know, and Corey Davis, uh, he decided to play for his brother because that's something that his brother would have wanted. And his brother was a big fan. Um, Corey Davis was targeted six times. He had five receptions for six, seven yards. He scored 11.7 fantasy points. Um, you know, just a pretty good game for Corey Davis and, you know, what he was going through. He uh, did pretty well in my eyes there for, um, you know, having that emotional baggage over his uh, head there. Uh, you know, we're hoping the best for Corey Davis moving forward and for his family. The next guy that I had on my start list, it was a big one, Mike Evans versus the Carolina Panthers. He was targeted 11 times, which was most on the team. He caught six passes for 77, for 77 yards, and he had a TD. His total points scored was 19.70 points. Big rebound game for Mr. Mike Evans there. Yeah, 100%. I watched that game for most of it. And like we said, Brady was going to bounce back, and he did. I think most of the receivers on that team actually did really well with Evans, Godwin, Brown, and I think Gronk had a TD in there too. So they all looked really good against the Panthers, but I'm really glad to see Mike Evans finally stepping up to that wide receiver one type material again. So it was really nice to see uh, him getting targeted that many times. Yeah, it's awesome to see that. And even with Antonio Brown on the team, like I noticed Brady was – kind of going to him a bit for here and there but Mike Evans was coming up with the big plays um on the team uh just to move the chains and everything get the offense going but how about your guys for the uh sitting for the wide receiver position same thing with uh, my running backs I had a decent uh well actually one of them plays tonight but Devontae Parker was my one that did play yesterday he was targeted seven times only two receptions for 31 yards totaling 5.1 Fantasy points, so obviously that was a good sit. Um, obviously, you'd expect with uh, with Williams out there, Parker was going to step it up a little bit more, but it didn't look like that. He only had those two receptions, so that definitely hurt him. But uh, Adam Thielen was my other sit. We'll see in about an hour or so how he does against those Chicago Bears. Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to how uh, he does against the Bears. You're kind of on fire right now with these uh, benches going on but you know looking at the guys that i'm saying to start uh from last week it's just getting worse and worse for me so i said to start alongside with melvin gordon of the broncos to start no fan versus las vegas raiders uh and with drew lock and his horrendous game and the five turnovers that he had no fan had three receptions for 18 yards he was targeted seven times uh, i was the third most on the team he had a total of 4.8 fantasy points not a good start for Noah Fant at all. Uh, and then the other guy that I had was Ross Dwelly of the 49ers and going against the New Orleans Saints. He only had one reception for 22 yards. He was targeted two times in the game and scored a total of 3.2 fantasy points. Uh, watching some of the highlights from that game and from the tight end position, kind of looks like it's going to be Jordan Reed's team uh, moving forward and filling in for Kittle in that role. So definitely... Uh, do not consider Ross Dwelly for um, starting at a 49ers uh, unless Jordan Reed is injured. Yeah, you hit it right on the money there. I think, uh, you know what, I think they did split a little bit of time yesterday, but I think Jordan Reed 
did uh, have more snaps there. I'm not sure if you watched that game or not, but he did make a really, really nice one-handed catch. But um, yeah, like you said, I think it's going to be Reed's field for at least now, unless there's more injuries that happen. But like you said, I think I'd stay away from Ross Welly on that waiver wire. Yeah. All I right, mean... moving on to my tight end sits of the week. One of them was really great. One of them was really bad. Let's start off with my St. Jared Cook. That was a bad game. He uh, he got targeted two times, no receptions, no rushing yards, no anything. Scored a big goose egg, zero points. So that was obviously a great sit for me against that tough 49ers D. Uh, secondly, Rob Gronkowski against those Carolina Panthers. He did well. He had only two receptions, but those two receptions totaled into 51 total yards. Uh, he, was, he was targeted three times, but had those two receptions and one touchdown as well. So he ended up getting 13.1 fantasy points without that touchdown. Would have been right around seven points or so, but he did end up getting that touchdown. So that was a bad sit for me. But did you check that game out? Yeah, I was watching the uh, Bucks and Carolina Panthers game. Uh, and, you know, I was kind of rooting for you the whole way with the Rob Gronkowski pick there because he wasn't getting much action. And then, uh, you know, next thing you know, Tom Brady throws that beautiful touchdown pass to him. And I was kind of like, oh, man, that's going to hurt the stats for your uh, for the bench uh, players that you were saying. But you kind of hit the money there with the Jared Cook pick, uh, you know, very very good and on fire there uh the defense that i had is the minnesota vikings versus chicago so we'll happen to see that tonight um and hopefully that's a good outcome for my starts there but who did you have for your bench uh, for my benches i had that tampa bay defense obviously from the week before coming off that huge blowout from the saints i wasn't expecting them to do as well against uh, carolina they did allow 23 points. Uh, they allowed three sacks, one interception. Uh, they also had two fourth down stops. So they ended up getting seven points. I think they were projected around that as well. Um, so obviously not great, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't horrible. So it was right in the middle. Yeah, it's not it's not that bad at all. Uh, definitely split. You know, scoring seven points is pretty decent for a defense. Uh, and then you have some defense that just go you know, absolutely insane with scoring points and getting the big touchdowns and things like that. And then there's some that just underproduce uh, completely. And next thing you know, you're scoring negative points. But uh, definitely that was a pretty good uh, selection there from you to who to sit. Very bad for me to decide on who to start. So it's a good thing we're going to switch those around for, uh, you know, week 11. But some of the key injuries that happened over the weekend, uh, you know, like I was saying it earlier, Drew Locke with the um, injury, you know, he has kind of a chance to play uh, in week 11. So definitely keep an uh, eye out for that. And wide receiver Tyler Lockett, this one was a big surprise to me. Uh, MCL sprain, he's kind of going to be out for maybe one to two weeks. So we'll kind of evaluate that. And uh, who are some of the other guys you had there for the key injuries there? Yeah, so two quarterbacks, both uh, both Saint and former Saint Drew Brees, obviously got rocked there in the second quarter. It came out today that he does have about five, possibly six fractured ribs uh, and a collapsed lung. So he's not looking too great. Most likely out for the rest of the season, possibly back for the playoffs. But who knows? We'll have to wait and see how he heals. Uh, secondly, Teddy Bridgewater did get tackled there around the knees and obviously he did get 
a big knee injury uh, before his career really took off last year. So it's really scary to see that. But it's not looking too serious, which uh, is very thankful. So he does have a shot to play in week 11. Yeah, I heard with Teddy Bridgewater's uh, like knee injury, you know, it was luckily it wasn't the same knee that he uh, tore up that one year when he was with the Vikings. Um, so that's good news, but hopefully they're able to bounce back and all these guys are able to recover and they're um, available within the next few weeks. Uh, so looking at, you know, some of the guys that we're saying to start and sit for week 11, who do you have for starting at the quarterback position? First off, I'm going to start with uh, a Miami Dolphin, Tua Tungavailoa against the Denver Broncos. So far, two was undefeated in a Dolphins uniform. So it's obviously looking like a decent start. Denver's not a great team. Uh, so I think Tua can do some damage there. Uh, he did pretty well against the Chargers on home turf last week against the Chargers. Threw for 169 yards, which isn't too, too great. But he did have two passing touchdowns, so it brings up those fantasy points. Broncos defense is okay. They're right in the middle of the pack for allowing yards. Averaging around 231 passing yards per game. Uh, so they are also the 10th worst in the league in rushing defense. So we know Tua can scramble if needed. Most likely won't. He likes to stay in the pocket and uh, throw those balls to his receivers. But he will scramble if needed, like I said. Secondly, we're going to go to Big Ben at Jacksonville. So obviously the Steelers are 9-0. and they're, they're on fire. He had his best game of the week last week against Cincinnati, scoring 37.32 fantasy points, which is insane. Uh, he threw for 30, uh, 333 yards, four passing touchdowns. So he went off, uh, as I said, uh, going up against the Jaguars. They are pretty terrible. I think they, they are, I don't know, one and one and seven or one and eight. Uh, third worst in the league for a defense against QBs. And like I said, they're undefeated, so it's it should be an easy matchup for them. But who knows? Uh, like we saw last week, the Jets almost beat the Patriots, so it could be uh, it could be a surprise, but I don't think it will be. So I think Big Ben is definitely a safe start for this week. Yeah, those are pretty good uh, quarterback options you have there, Johnny, for Week Eleven. Uh, Big Ben, you know, going against Jacksonville, he uh, hasn't really played all that well against Jacksonville in recent years but you know this Jacksonville defense is not the same as it was when it carried Blake Bortles to the playoffs and when we went to the AFC uh, championship game this Jacksonville defense is definitely not the same and Big Ben will definitely get his revenge for all those times Jacksonville has squandered uh, their season and uh, with Tua uh, going against Denver you know like you said Tua undefeated so far this year He's been playing absolutely amazing and everyone kind of forgot about who Ryan Fitzmagic was. Um, you know, it's kind of a good two options you have there for quarterbacks to start. Uh, two of the guys that I said to bench for this upcoming week, looking at number one quarterback is of the Los Angeles Rams, Jared Goff going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, looking into Jared Goff's numbers from last year, when he played against Tampa Bay, he was 45 for 68. He had 517 passing yards, two TDs. However, he did have three interceptions. He was sacked two times and he had one fumble lost. Uh, you know, it was kind of a like crazy game statistically for Jared Goff, but, you know, kind of looking at last week's game, uh, he 
against the Seattle Seahawks and being the number one uh, defense against quarterbacks. You know, he was kind of projected to do absolutely amazing and just didn't. So, you know, Tampa's defense from last year has improved overall, and they're currently ranked in the middle of the pack passing defense of 18th overall. However, uh, this defense has 17 takeaways, uh, which is tied for first place in the league. And um, uh, like we said earlier in the podcast a few weeks ago, that the Bucks defense is one of the most uh, blitzing teams in the NFL. They have 32 sacks on the year, which is second in the NFL. They have 73 quarterback hits, 59 tackles for a loss. Uh, they're ranked eighth in scoring defense, allowing 22.6 points. And uh, they allow a quarterback rating of 89.8. So this matchup, uh, Jared Goff going against Tampa Bay and after coming off that game against Seattle, you know, not a good luck. Uh, they'll probably, you know, do the same thing with running the ball. Uh, but we'll see how things go. So Jared Goff is my first bench for week 11. And then the second quarterback I have is Baker Mayfield against the Philadelphia Eagles. So ever since OBJ went down with that torn ACL injury and Baker threw for the five TDs, um, you know, he has been playing pretty mediocre in the recent weeks. Uh, week eight against the Las Vegas Raiders in Cleveland, Baker Mayfield was 12 for 25. He had 122 yards, six carries for 29 yards, a QB rating of 62.4. He scored a total of 6.97 fantasy points. I will never forget that game because I started him for that week. Um, and then uh, last week against the Texans, Baker was 12 for 20. He had 132 yards. He had three rushes for one yard. He was sacked once and he had a QBR of 79.6. He scored a total of four points. Now, the kind of a weather factor in this uh, is that the wind for that week eight game against the Raiders was 35 miles per hour. And the wind last week against the Texans was 25 miles per hour. Kind of looking at the forecast, uh, you know, for th this game coming up, uh, you know, the wind is supposed to be 13 miles per hour. So it's a it's definitely a lot easier for Baker Mayfield to throw the ball through the air. But this is the third time playing Cleveland, you know, definitely keep an eye on that weather as a factor. Um, and the Eagles defense overall are ranked fifth against the pass. They've only given up 13 passing TDs this year. And the Browns offensively have been pretty horrendous in the passing game as they're ranked 30th overall with only 1,699 yards thrown. They have 16 TDs and seven interceptions so far this year. So Baker Mayfield is my sit against the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, it's a good point bringing in uh, the weather as a factor. That was pretty wild on Sunday. I think I sent you the video of uh, when the anthem was going on. That huge hailstorm came through. That was wild. So the game had to be delayed for that but yeah like I said it's a good uh good idea bringing that in because who knows uh Cleveland they obviously don't look good throwing the ball so with wins that are higher it might throw them off yeah and with Nick Chubb uh coming back you know um he's healthy uh the run game is kind of back in business the Browns had 41 rushing attempts total and it was 19 between Chubb and or 19 carries for Chubb and 19 for Kareem Hunt Mayfield had three and they ran for 231 yards so it looks like that's kind of the game plan moving forward and Baker Mayfield is kind of in that Kirk Cousins uh role there because of Kevin Stefanski coming from Minnesota so yeah that's kind of why I'm saying to bench Baker Mayfield against the Philadelphia Eagles yeah I 100% agree like you said with Chubb and Hunt 
fully healthy again. I think their game plan is going to go back to normal with all of that running. Why not when you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt? They're probably the best two RBs in the league for that uh, for that division. So, uh, like I said, why not go for it? Yeah, exactly. They're the best like one-two punch in the league. Uh, probably the best backfield. So, uh, you know, definitely looking for them to game plan around those two. Uh, who are your two guys that you're saying to start for the wide receivers? All right, so this is going to be a risky one. I know you're not going to like it. I know I didn't like it last week. Uh, first off, we're going to say Emmanuel Sanders. So he's coming off of his worst game of the season. Unfortunately, I had to learn that the hard way by starting him and A.J. Brown on the same team. So they scored, I think, about uh, 4.6 points combined. So I took an L this week. Anyways, he had one catch for five yards. It was on like the five-yard line too. So if he could have got in that end zone, it would have been perfect. But he didn't. Um, But anyways, looking back at week two, he did have a bad game then. And week three, he did have a bounce-back game, putting in 15.6 points compared to his 2.8 in week two. So I'm hoping he can have a, a bounce back game here. So uh, let's hope, obviously. Breeze is out, so that's going to hurt the receiving game a little bit. We'll obviously see how Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill do with those, uh, those passing yards, but we'll see. They're going up in against a Falcons defense who are one of the worst behind the Cowboys and the Seahawks for passing, at least. They allow over 300 passing yards a game. So uh, we'll see what Winston does with his receivers. Yeah, it will definitely be interesting to see that. Um, and, you know, I have Emmanuel Sanders, and I started him uh, last week against the 49ers, and it was pretty bad. So, you know, I, that's pretty good, uh, you know, convincing that you have there with me wanting to start him again and put him in my lineup. I'll definitely have to decide as things move along with that quarterback situation. And yeah, Jacoby Myers, he's kind of emerged uh, ever since Julian Edelman has been injured. So definitely some two pretty good wide receivers you have there. Yeah, Myers is looking like Cam's number one receiver, uh, recording five receptions on seven targets last week against those Ravens. Uh, He did actually have a throwing passing touchdown as well. So that was pretty wild to see to Rex Burkhead there, a 24-yarder. So he's looking better than Cam, I'd say. Yeah, definitely. And uh, one of the wide receivers I have to sit instead, uh, you know, last week I did say to start him was Mike Evans. And because of DK Metcalf going against Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey is going to want, you know, to go against Mike Evans. They're two very physical individuals, and this is going to be a good matchup uh, for the Rams and Bucks. So I'm going to say to bench Mike Evans uh, this week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, DK Metcalf against Jalen Ramsey, he only had two receptions for 28 yards. Uh, You know, he had four targets. And for majority of the game, you know, Jalen Ramsey had him on lock. Uh, So definitely that's something that I want to keep an eye out for and maybe bench Mike Evans for this week. And, you know, Brady will probably target more so Antonio Brown, Gronk, um, and Chris Godwin. So bench Mike Evans this week against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I hope you're on with that because I, I love Mike Evans over there on the Bucks offense. Obviously, I, I have him in one of my leagues. So I hope you're on, but uh, like you said, you never know. Yeah, and the next guy that I'm going to say to bench uh, for week 11 is going to be Jerry Judy. Um, you know, 
just for obvious reasons, going against the Miami Dolphins. They got some pretty good corners uh, there uh, in Miami. And, you know, with, you know, how Drew Locke played last week and with the potential of him sitting out uh, against the Dolphins, it's just going to be completely, um, you know, one-sided affair. So definitely sit Jerry Judy. He might be good for PPR just because of, you know, if the Miami Dolphins get too far ahead, you know, the quarterback will just be throwing the ball out, you know, potential times for targets if you uh, get points based on targets in your league. Um, but Jerry Judy, I can't see him making a big impact in the game for yards or making a TD grab against this Miami Dolphins defense. They're very good against the pass. Um, very good all around secondary. So definitely uh, sit Jerry Judy for week 11. Yeah, he's definitely a questionable uh, sit for sure. He He's very trendy. I think two weeks ago we went off uh, for over 100 yards in the last week. He did okay, but not great. So going up that, against that Dolphins defense, they, they've been looking solid this season. So I think you're onto something with that Judy sit. Yeah, I hope so. You know, I don't want to have, a, you know, an outing like I did for uh, last week with who to start. So glad I'm doing the benching for this week. Exactly. I think uh, sits are a little easier, but uh, I guess we'll see what happens next week. Yeah. All right. Your, let's move on. Running to, backs there. Yeah. Running backs. First off, we're going to start with Ezekiel Elliott. It's kind of strange that I'm even mentioning him in a start and sit segment, but it's 2020. So anything can happen. That's a big surprise. After Dak Prescott went down in week five, he hasn't really looked the same. He's only scored 37.3 fantasy points in those games since then while he averaged in the first four weeks close to 25 uh, points per game. So obviously he's not himself. No one's really themselves on that Cowboys offense. They're coming off of a bye week, so maybe he just needed a, a bit of chill time. You never know. But they're going against a Vikings run defense, who is okay. Uh, they allow, on average, 125 rushing yards per game. So if he's uh, included in the receiving game as well as the rushing game, he might have that game that we've all been waiting for him to have since week four. Wow. Ezekiel Elliott to start. That is absolutely insane. Yeah, I never thought I'd say that. But yeah, like I said, it's 2020. It's it's a strange year. So moving on. Secondly, DeAndre Swift. He's finally looking like that number one back in Detroit. Had his first career start this week against the Redskins. Did not disappoint career game with 25.9 fantasy points rushed 16 times for 81 yards caught all five targets for 68 yards plus a receiving touchdown next week they're going up against the carolina panthers who we saw the buccaneers destroy this week they do have the top five worst defense for rushing on average 124 yards per game um, so again if swift is used in that receiving game plus the rushing game i'd expect him to have at least 15 plus points he has scored over 28 points in two games so he's looking like a really good start yeah deandre swift has been a monster as he's uh taking over the lead back role there in detroit and i'm kind of now regretting my decision to not trade for him earlier this year or even draft him i was kind of like you know i got dobbins and i got clyde edwards hilaire for my rookie running backs i don't need a third one but DeAndre Swift would have been a good pick if I had drafted him uh, when my brothers were saying to. Unfortunately, I didn't. So that's kind of uh, haunting at me right now. And when I had the chance to trade for him, I didn't take it. Um, 
But looking at some of the running backs that I would say to sit for week 11, my first guy, Duke Johnson versus New England. Uh, with David Johnson on IR, you know, it's kind of obvious that Duke Johnson is the number one back in Houston. But over the past two games, Duke has kind of averaged 15 carries. He's had 95 rush yards and one touchdown. Uh, New England is ranked 23rd against the run, but they've only allowed eight rushing TDs, which is ranked 11th overall in the league. And also in this offense, you know, Duke Johnson hasn't really made himself a reliable option in the passing game. After taking over the number one role over the two weeks, he's only had five receptions for 32 yards. So Duke Johnson is uh, definitely not really a factor in the offense uh, for the Houston Texans. You know, Deshaun's slicing and dicing uh, the ball and distributing out to Brandon Cooks um, and, you know, Will Fuller. Uh, so those guys are kind of going to be more of the receiver of the on the receiving end and you know Deshaun Watson isn't really looking for Duke Johnson as a check down um you know back there uh and the next guy I have is Todd Gurley going against New Orleans so this is kind of an interesting matchup due to the fact of Drew Brees's rib injury um you know and it's kind of looking like you know maybe the Saints would rely more so on Kamara throughout the game and uh you know keeping the ball away uh from the Atlanta Falcons you know with their um, healthy offense. So I'm kind of expecting Gurley to not really have a big impact this game. Uh, the Saints are also ranked first against the run. They've only allowed 76.8 yards per game and five TDs this year. Um, and looking at Gurley's uh, overall career against New Orleans, he's averaged uh, 14 carries, 63 yards per game. And, you know, he's only scored two touchdowns against the Saints. Uh, so, you know, he he hasn't really put himself out there, uh, you know, to score and dominate against the New Orleans Saints. And Atlanta averages 106.8 rush yards per game, which is ranked 18th in the league. Uh, they're ranked 30th in uh, rushing yards per average with 3.7. So uh, just numerically, this is definitely a game to sit Todd Gurley against the Saints, you know, with them being number one against the run, like I said earlier. Um, so, you know, definitely sit Todd Gurley and Duke Johnson for week 11. Yeah, like you said, with uh, Todd Gurley, I think in that Atlanta offense, it's definitely a throw-the-ball type offense for sure. And like with the Saints' run defense being one of the best in the league, I don't think they're going to use Todd too, too much. I think they're going to go to Julio. If Calvin Ridley's back, they're going to go to Calvin. So I think that's a great sit. Same thing with Duke Johnson. With David Johnson on the IR, Duke Johnson is that number one back in Houston. But he didn't look great last week. I don't think he's really going to do anything against New England with their tough defense. So I think those are two very solid sits for this week. Thank you. I'm really happy you said that. Of course. Now, who are some of your uh, tight ends to start? All right, tight ends to start. Let's start off in Detroit with TJ Hawkinson. TJ is coming off of his worst game of the season. But that could be because of Matt Stafford's injury in that game with his thumb. Um, they definitely used Swift a lot more with the rushing after that injury occurred. But if Stafford is back and ready to go for week 11, I think TJ is a very reliable option. TJ only put out 3.3 points last week with four targets and two receptions for a total of 13 yards. He's definitely seen an increase in work since his rookie season last season. He has five receiving touchdowns this year, so that's obviously very good for a tight end. And going up against a decent Panthers team, uh, they're averaging around 255 passing yards per game. 
And if Galladay is back next week for week 11, that'll definitely take less coverage off of Hawkinson so that he could potentially take over that offense uh, next week. Yeah, TJ Hawkinson, I really wish I was able to, um, you know, get him. He's been a really good tight end this year in fantasy. All right, next up for my tight end, I'm going to say another Saint. I love my Saints. As you can probably tell, Anthony, oh, I'm yeah. going to say Jared Cook. I know I said sit him last week, and it was a great decision. So I'm hoping when I say start him this week, it's going to be another good decision. Uh, going up against that 49ers defense last week, though, obviously very tough against the tight ends. I think they're third best for coverage uh, for fantasy-wise um, so far this season. So in week 11, when they do up go against those Falcons defense, obviously I like that matchup. Falcons, again, not great with the passing game. So I think Winston's definitely going to use him a lot in the red zone. So obviously I'd like to see him get a touchdown, but I think uh, otherwise he's definitely a good start for this week. Yeah, I'm surprised you have Jared Cook uh, as well in your starts when you have Emmanuel Sanders as well. So you're kind of banking on, you know, the Saints to distribute the ball out to all their guys and, you know, kind of having the offense click as it usually does, right? I sure hope so. Same thing with the uh, Lions, how I had Swift and Hawkinson. I hope they do well together, but uh, yeah, let's see. Yeah, hopefully we'll see how things go with that. And for tight ends uh, that I said to sit for week 11, I got tight end Mike Jacecki against the Denver Broncos. Uh, Mike Jacecki has been kind of mediocre since Tua Tungavailoa took over the starting job. His targets per game has gone up slowly, but he hasn't been able to find the end zone. Um, over the last four games, Gasecki has been targeted 13 times. He's caught six of those targets for 90 yards and zero touchdowns. The last time that he scored was back in week three against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, you know, kind of a long time from now, you know, now that we're going into week 11. So it's kind of, you know, diminished to uh, a bit of his fantasy value. Um, and the Denver Broncos have only given up uh, an average of 5.9 points to tight ends this year which is ranked eighth in the nfl and they've uh only given up two tds uh you know last week i did have darren waller starting against the denver broncos and you know just for an example his numbers he only had three receptions for 37 yards a total of 6.7 fantasy points so you know with mike gusecki uh in the miami offense um, definitely a sit against the Denver Broncos. The next guy I have is Dalton Schultz against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, you know, he's been a pretty decent tight end this year. And even though they've had the multiple QBs coming into play for the Cowboys, um, you know, uh, the Vikings defense have only given up 38 receptions this year to tight ends and only three touchdowns. Schultz, like Mike Jacecki, uh, only has two tight end, uh, two TDs this year. Um, definitely, you know, a uh, sit option for, um, you know, these tight ends, Dalton Schultz, tight end Mike Jusecki, definitely sit them for week 11. Yeah, I completely agree with those two. First off with Mike Jusecki there. If Denver can shut down Darren Waller, then I'm pretty sure they can shut down Jusecki. Uh, like you said, he hasn't scored since uh, week three, I think you said so. He's not looking too great. I know two is looking around more so as receivers. Um, and again, with Dalton Schultz, that whole Cowboys offense is, is terrible. They're, there's really no reliable option there. Amari Cooper's not looking great. 
CD Lamb's not looking good. Gallup has pretty much been erased from fantasy since since the beginning of the year. Um, so I, I like those hits for sure. Thank you. I'm very happy with that. Um, you know, who do you have for your defense to start? My defense to start, not much to say with this one. The LA Chargers at home against the New York Jets. It's the New York Jets. Um, I'm hoping the Chargers can put up at least eight points on that defense. But yeah, I really don't have many stats to say here. It's the New York Jets. Round of applause to you, man. You know, that's that is awesome because I have the Chargers in our fantasy league and I'm definitely going to start them against the Jets. You, uh, you know, like you said, no, not much to say there for that reason. I'm kind of exactly. amped up about that. Exactly. Who do you got your for your uh, defense to sit? I'm saying to sit the Denver Broncos defense against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, you know, the Dolphins, you know, they are able to create turnovers. You know, they put up a lot of points easily and they just use a reduced, uh, you know, field uh, to just get down there, drive and score. Um, you know, last week, this defense uh, in our league, they gave up minus three fantasy points. I don't know how scoring works for other leagues there, but um, I think they had scored three points, you know, in some standard leagues. Uh, they gave up 357 yards and four rushing TDs. Um, you know, Drew Locke, you know, having his five turnovers, as we stated earlier, um, didn't really help out his defense at all. And, you know, going against the Miami Dolphins, they've, uh, created 15 turnovers, which is ranked seventh overall in the league. Um, you know, if they're going against Drew Locke or the backup, you just know that defense is gonna, you know, just really make an impact in the game, make it easier for the offense to just put up points and score. Um, so definitely is a good reason to sit the Denver Broncos defense against the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, that's a very good uh, option for sure. I think, like I said, two has been going off, so. It's definitely a risky start for uh, against that Miami offense. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, that kind of wraps up everything for our fourth episode of the podcast. Uh, is there anything else you want to say, Johnny? I think we covered it all. Let's hope uh, we bang out these sits and starts for the week and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, good luck to everybody out there this upcoming week, week 11. Uh, you know, definitely give us a follow on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. It's FF in the six. Uh, we, you know, continue to do these episodes uh, and release them on Tuesdays. So hopefully you guys give us a listen, you know, subscribe, follow, definitely tweet at us, message us. Uh, we're definitely here to help you guys out and, you know, conquer your leagues and make you come in first place. So thank you all for listening. Take care and hope you have a great day.